0: Welcome to the Synapse Nips podcast, where we explore the power of health and healing. On this podcast, we will be talking with health experts, professionals, and leaders about hot topics in the world of health. Whether it's tools to help you flourish, successful stories to inspire, or tips to optimize your health, Synapse Nips is here to help you take the first steps towards living your best life.
1: Welcome to Synapse Snips. I'm Dr. Troy with uh, Dr. Josh and Marquis. We're here today to talk about uh, head pressure. It's one of the the symptoms we've seen uh, quite a bit recently. And we're, again, going to tackle this from a more unique uh, viewpoint. Uh, We're going to talk about the gut-brain connection and how the inflammation from a disconnected gut-brain can actually influence head pressure. And we're going to talk about a few uh, of the most common scenarios that are uh, allowing for the head pressure right now. So when we think about head pressure, what's the first thing that pops in your mind as far as, and I'm talking to Dr. Josh, you can answer it too, Marquis, if you want, but what's the first thing that pops into your mind when it comes to uh, the cause of head pressure? Yeah, I think sinuses are a
2: common source of head pressure, sinus congestion, um, is one version of that. Uh, I think another one can be from inflammation more generally, not a sinus buildup but more of a full body inflammation um, that's causing whether it's inflammation in the brain, blood flow changes, um, lymphatic changes. And the, yeah, one You asked for one thing, I could go on and yes, on about this yeah. one. There, there's a lot of possible mechanisms and a lot of them do boil down to gut connection, whether it is sinus congestion histamine caused by a food reaction or something like that it could be lymphatic caused by a poor diet as well Um, but i'll i'll stop digressing too much and (laughs)
1: well a lot of those fit um, the main gut brain connection Mm -hmm. scenario because when, when we're first born the cell that eventually differentiates and becomes the lining of our gi tract also differentiates and grows up and becomes the lining of our sinuses so they're what we call embryologic homologues. So they basically communicate um, well after uh, birth. So it's kind of like the way I explain it. It's kind of like if you grew up with a sibling and one lives in Minnesota and the other one lives in California, if there's something bad that happens with the family, they're going to communicate, even though they're in a long long distance, they're going to communicate and they're both going to be inflamed because of that bad event. If you have a gut reaction to, let's say, dairy, and you produce mucus. Mucus is an immune system response. It can cause the mucus in your sinuses to increase. And then that basically causes some of the head pressure. So that's an immune reaction that started in the gut, but is manifesting more in the head. Some people will feel gut instability and problems, but I can't tell you how many people come in and they complain of their head, headaches, head pressure, and the problems in their gut. And they're like, no, I don't have any GI problems. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, <laughs> let's let's talk let's just do some assessment here. And so, uh we see a lot of that with um food reactions like you said, uh infections in the GI tract. Also, the opposite can happen too. So you can have an infection in your sinuses, you can have a hidden infection called markons that causes head pressure uh or one of a, one ones we treat a lot, SIRS, uh, which is chronic inflammatory response syndrome from mold or Lyme, mm-hmm. you can have a swelling in your head where the infection is more in the head area. It'll affect the brain, which then causes problems with the gut. Mm-hmm. So that's a two-way street. So the problem can be in the gut or it can be in the brain, but they do connect uh, and communicate with each other quite a bit. And we do see people with SIRS or chronic sinus infections. Uh, you can even develop leaky gut really quickly um, with uh, an infection. And now we know just from one head trauma and one concussion, it can actually induce leaky gut because of the the problems with uh, the nerve support in the digestive system. So the the brain-gut or gut-brain connection is so important uh, to really um, your overall health and well-being. One of the things that we one of the reasons why we brought up head pressure is because we seem to be seeing a lot more of that. So that means right now there's a lot more problems with the gut or the brain. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about what you're seeing as far as any challenges with the gut or brain uh, more recently. Yeah. First, I want to say it is amazing how this gets
2: into a vicious cycle. It all, does. The, all the things that we could talk about feed off of each other. And for me, the 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 way that you go about untying this is usually needing to address the gut first and making sure that that's healthy. Um, It's interesting. We do see a lot of post-COVID gut issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's a symptom that's known with COVID anyways. I can't tell you how many people come in even as a primary symptom of COVID and post-COVID saying, I just can't quite get a hold of this gut situation after COVID. And that can be a consequence of the inflammation from the infection, the spike protein from the infection, a different reactivated infection after COVID. Um, but then that manifests very often as as the head pressure situation.
1: I've even seen with COVID, um, the people that get the sinus aches and pains, the sharp stabbing pain in their in their head with COVID, mm-hmm. many of those people actually get a shifting of their occiput and they develop a sleep disorder. The upper airway resistance syndrome, and then that will eventually lead to GI problems. Mm-hmm. So, if left untreated, you're going to end up with some digestive stuff um, post COVID. So, we are seeing a lot of uh, a lot of that, um, and, and that's very common. From the flu can cause that, and other in uh, sinus infections can cause that. Uh, but uh, just because uh, COVID's uh, been so in our face the last couple of years, we're seeing that being one of the main. Yeah. Uh, contributors to that uh, that problem right now. Yeah,
2: and even though I would say with the current strains of COVID being in general not completely, but in, but in general less severe from a respiratory perspective, yeah. we still see severity from these types of secondary issues like the head pressure and, the, and it's not something that's going to Bring it to the hospital and be
1: life threatening, but it certainly is debilitating. Yeah, and we've seen with people who have gotten COVID or um, have had negative reactions to the vaccines, um, be more prone to getting other infections. And so uh, we are we see parasites. We talked uh, one of our previous podcasts a lot of our long haul COVIDs, uh, especially at that time, we were identifying as an underlying hidden Lyme or mm-hmm. mold that was there, but they didn't know it. So we are seeing these other infections kind of pop up and even some strange ones. I've had a lot of patients recently where they come in and they have all the symptoms of that strain of COVID, but they test negative for COVID. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was speaking with a group of uh, medical doctors uh, from two different hospitals and just seeing what they were seeing and they were finding the same thing and um, they they were treating it more like influenza B than they were COVID with and getting results. And so that's fairly consistent with what we're seeing as well. But um, it was just a a different type of infection that was not identifiable. And we see that with parasites and other things too. Opportunistic um agents are can can sneak in there and then cause disruption as well as as far as uh, infections. And for us to be protected Anything that, uh, any, anything that compromises our sleep. The sleep is what cleans the brain basically every night. Your brain, the glymphatic network gets activated with sleep. Your lymph system in the body gets activated with movement. So during the day, the body immune system, if you will, gets cleaned out when we're active. And so you can start moving around and being physically active and start feeling better. In the brain, it's the opposite. You need that deep restorative sleep to activate the immune system part of it to clean the brain. If you don't, then the nerves or neurons literally become further apart and we start to get these lapses in memory. You forget why you walked into the kitchen. Uh, different thing, where are your keys? Or you find your keys in the fridge, in the kitchen. <laughs> so um, these are uh, important things just to pay attention to. And uh, to help the gut-brain connection, we start with the gut always. But I want you to hear this part of it too. We have to treat them simultaneously at some point to get some finality or some conclusion for, uh, for improvement in the health. And making sure you're sleeping deeply is crucial for gut brain connection and reducing that overall inflammation. Because if you don't get your brain healthy, then your gut will not recover. The brain's gotta be supporting the gut, especially the brain stem, the vagus nerve. But uh, we see a lot of inflammatory stuff. In the brain, just completely keep the gut in an unhealthy state because it's not being supported. Yeah. We talked about this in a,
2: our last podcast about energy production. Yeah. And we see a lot of deficiencies, especially in B vitamins, certain B vitamins, causing energy breakdown, especially in the vagus nerve and the coordination of the gut. So this is one of those catch 22s you get into where, okay, well, you gotta fix the gut, but sometimes you can't if there's not enough support from the brain. You can't fix the brain because there's not enough energy available to actually fix that either. Right. And so we, that's where it does become more complicated in some people where it's not an an easy, like, okay, you're gonna take these, this one supplement's gonna fix your gut. Sometimes it's a little bit of a wrestling match to figure out how to get all these systems back online.
1: Together. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because uh, some people will come in and say, well, I avoided dairy. It didn't do anything. I felt like a little better, but didn't do anything. That's like trying to, to empty out a boat that's sinking with a little, um, little teaspoons. It's, it's not, it's just one part of it. So you don't just give up and say that didn't, that didn't work. Uh, there's a multifaceted approach and there's many things that actually will influence it. That's why we'll do work on the gut but we'll work on three or four things simultaneously with the gut and then start to bring in the brain stuff and, and make sure the sleep's good and so a lot of times you have to tackle this from multiple points of view and from multiple areas supporting the body in different ways and that's why eventually we know you have to get support to um, the digestive system and the brain at the same time so let's talk a little bit about what some of those things might look like uh, for me Any time we can decrease stress and improve sleep, it helps the the brain and the gut. So most people, just like you said earlier, if people come in and say, I tried dairy, it didn't work. Or the other thing I hear all the time is, I sleep normal. And then we look and assess their sleep, and it's horrible. Terrible. Yeah, they don't even know they have a sleep disorder. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I wasn't waking up, so I didn't figure I was was that that bad. Like, yeah, but do you wake up with energy? Well, no. Do you remember your dreams? Not really. Do you have to take a nap midday? Always. I'm like, well, <laughs> there's probably asleep. a sleep disorder there. And uh, more more often than not, when we are fighting some level of inflammation or infection or something, you do require more deep sleep to recover from that. Yeah.
2: This is I, I like IV therapy for some of this because yeah. if you can't absorb anything, how do you kickstart the process? Because you. Supplements can be helpful, especially the the types of supplements that are going to stay pretty local in the gut lining to reduce inflammation. But if we need to get, especially like B12, for instance, B12 is hard for your gut to absorb. Yes. It's common to see suboptimal B12. B12 shots are a great way to bypass that. A Myers cocktail that has a lot of nutrients, is a good way to kick start the process. Myers
1: Cocktails that. and IV, it's not yeah, like a right. happy hour. Yeah, <laughs> <moment. laughs> yeah, thank you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, at the Synapse Bar. Yes. Uh, yes. So the Myers Cocktail IV has a variety of B vitamins and vitamin C and, and minerals to kickstart that process. And some people can benefit from just a few of those to get the process
1: going, and then they don't require that going forward once the gut is better. Yeah, I have an yeah. autoimmune patient who... Um, Big, long history. So there's a lot of players uh, involved, but uh, was going blind from the autoimmune condition. And a lot of things were not working with the internal organs. And so uh, got back on track with a lot of things. And um, her first glutathione IV, she said she felt like her brain turned on. And there was still a long way to go from that. But it was the first thing where she noticed that she actually... Um, Things started working again. She was so nutritionally deprived from her condition that um, just that that one IV brought her mm-hmm. system back to life. And glutathione doesn't even affect the brain directly; it affects the liver's ability to detoxify, and it's a major antioxidant to help with the it can help with the blood vessels and clearance of um, uh, metals or or things mm-hmm. that are little heavier lifts, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's the strongest antioxidant in the body, so. It's like the the bodybuilder of uh, mm-hmm. of uh, antioxidants. Yeah,
2: we mentioned COVID too. More severe COVID situations are linked to lower glutathione levels.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of if you can keep your glutathione levels high, mm-hmm. and this is this is good for this upcoming flu season as well. So we see that with uh, um, flu status, of vitamin D, and. Uh, vitamin c and glutathione uh, for the flu as well so uh, vitamin d get as much sun as you can over the summertime without getting a sunburn take vitamin d in the fall especially in the northern climates and then iv glutathione and um myers cocktail for the fall is a great way to actually enter a flu season if you have any concerns about covid or influenza a or b mm-hmm. we've had a lot of success with that and and um Keeping that status high is one of the theories as to why certain people are doing okay. Mm -hmm. Like sitting here at this table, uh, there's a few of us that really, I mean, we haven't really, we've been treating COVID since the beginning. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I've been blessed to not miss a day of work through this whole process. And I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we really and I, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Marquis has either with uh, the positive. No, n- no, none of it. I so have, I have. I have little kids at home, so they bring home
2: all the germs. Yes. I don't you, talk to my kids. So. Yeah, you, you
1: had it uh, that one time. I don't to talk to your kids. Yeah. That's also another way to reduce stress. By the way, yeah. <laughs> so we've seen uh, we've seen uh, ourselves uh, and patients. Um, do well with uh, uh we're trying mm-hmm. to figure out why certain people just are unaffected we don't have that solution 100 yet because mm-hmm. i have a few patients too where i suspect they would have not do well with covid and i have concerns and they still haven't got it yeah they yeah. haven't had symptoms or tested positive and right now which i mean how yeah, <laughs> yeah. after this amount of time yeah. yeah how after this after everything how is that possible yeah. so so we'll, we'll, when we get that answer, uh, we'll let you know. But for now, one of the theories is glutathione status. The other one that we found um, was melatonin status, which is another reason why kids do so much better with it than than adults. And uh, so melatonin is a deep sleep hormone and part of the gut-brain uh, connection. We do know that people with inflammation did worse in general. So if you were inflamed you tend to do worse with it, but yeah, especially gut stuff, especially gut, gut inflammation stuff as yeah.
2: a, as an indicator of, of poor COVID outcome. Yeah. yeah.
1: So do your best. If you have head pressure, um, try and get to the, the bottom of it. Uh, I know a lot of people like to try and look at, uh, taking uh, Tylenol, sinus decongestion, stuff like that. I've had people go to that, but uh, it's not the the real fix. So we're seeing more of it now. Look at the gut, look at your sleep, and uh, decrease your stress levels. Um, We encourage you to talk to your kids just so we're clear on that one. (laughs) And uh, just uh, take care of your foundational basics, and you'll be surprised uh, a lot of times uh, that the head pressure does go away one of the things that we we mentioned serves briefly but uh, there's a whole podcast on mold in the house and how that can cause uh head pressure or even I was going to say this just to wrap up I had a a family in recently who eat very healthy but are struggling a little bit and um they 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 cheat a little bit on their diet here and there but they really they're not getting the bang for the buck and one of them has some hormone issues and one of them has some weight issues and one of them has some uh, depression issues and and another one has pain issues. so all of them are very different with how it manifests, but we found that they all, they're all they all came at the same time as a family and we found that they all reacted to mold. So we're in the process of investigating mold, uh, come to find out that there is a significant amount of mold in the house, not black mold. so they they were told it was not dangerous but um, it is mold. and so that can still, cause an inflammatory reaction which then affects each and every one of us differently so that's one of those hidden things mold in the furnace room mold in the basement mold through a leaky roof or uh, windows can can set off s- levels of inflammation that then can take you down a little bit with your overall health but foggy not foggy head pressure is one of the symptoms of a full lymph system in the body or an inability to drain it properly from the head and molds one of those sneaky ones so yep. Hopefully someone who needs to hear that heard that today. Uh, we want to thank you for your time again. And we always appreciate the, uh, the, the good, positive feedback and the uh, request for more. So uh, stay tuned. There's going to be more uh, Synapse Snips coming along. Uh, have a great day and God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to the Synapse Snips podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast and share the podcast. To learn more, check out our website at www.officialSynapse.com. Until next time, this has been Synapse Nips Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only and should under no circumstances be considered medical advice or substitute for medical care. Any information given in this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease and is at the user's own risk. Please first consult a licensed healthcare professional